Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Guess what? Father's Day rolling up soon right around the corner. So if you're looking for a Father's Day gift, hey, we've got it at greatdaysoutdoors.com. All you have to do is head on over to greatdaysoutdoor.com and check out the best gifts for the outdoorsman in 2021. We've curated a bunch of unique ideas to help you find an awesome gift for the outdoorsman on your list. Just head on over to greatdaysoutdoors.com slash best gifts for outdoorsmen to check it out. My name is Brian Sin. I'm your host. Appreciate you guys listening. Let's hope everybody's having a great week. I mean, how about a little rain in Alabama? Can we get a little rain? Or better yet, can we get a break in the rain? I mean, we've had the baseball council for the week. Uh, I'm sure it's affected everybody's fishing. Water's on the rise. Man, we've had some of the some some crazy, crazy weather, which is always crazy weather. I mean, it's, you know it's not one thing it's another but we we go through right we go through on the prize we keep pushing we keep going and we catch fish because we got them we're in alabama we got the fishing and that's why we love doing this report hey guys we are going to do a special report today actually it's a replay of a special report because it's that time of year it's something i love it's something i'm passionate about me and my kids uh had so much fun doing this and and the our guests that we're going to replay their show today two of my favorite people in the world and when you talk about people that are just genuine genuine they are who they are real deal nothing fake you don't get any more genuine than hannah barron and jeff barron i mean hannah and jeff are two of my favorite people they they kind of took me under their wing and taught me how to do this whole noodling thing just man just love the time i get to spend with them and just become kind of part of my extended family so i i love that we had a chance to do this show with hannah and if you don't follow hannah and jeff on instagram and facebook you should i think there's about eight hundred thousand people that do so if you're not following them you're, you're you're probably one of the few that's not here in the state so i urge you to go follow their their instagram and and facebook youtube channel and see some incredible incredible stuff that these guys get to do and man i mean i i i was talking with hannah last week she has been having an incredible uh noodling season so far this year her and jeff and uh, i mean they're catching these 60 pound blues man that are just i mean just finger breaking scar you up type fish but they get it done so We're going to replay this show. It's noodling season right now. If this is something you've never done before, it's going to be entertaining to listen to. And, uh, man, try to find somebody in your local lake, the local area to to take you out and do this one day. Because I'm going to tell you, it's really scary. It's intimidating to think about. I mean, who wants to put their hand in a hole, a dark hole that they can't see and let something bite them? I do. I know that because I've done it. I know how cool it is. Hope you guys enjoy this show. It's an awesome one. Look forward to it. And hey, after we do this segment, we're going to have some great tips from around the state, different tips that we've done from different lakes. So you guys stay tuned, listen to those tips as well. Enjoy the show. 
like we said, this is going to be an exciting show, and, and I've been looking forward to getting these guys on. They have become very close friends of mine and my family. So without further ado, for our first segment today, let's bring on the Barons. Jeff and Hannah Barron, welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, guys. Thank you. Good oh, to be yeah. here. Well, we are glad to have you, man. Well, like I said, we've we've I've got to know you guys really good. Y'all got me and my family started noodling, and and that's what I was telling Stephen a while ago. We have my kids. Uh, you know, they like to deer hunt, and they like to turkey hunt, but they look forward to noodling season every year. Big part of that because they 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 want to go back with y'all. So you know, they y'all y'all do better. They they get more excited about going fishing with y'all than they do with daddy for some reason. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they got a little bit more to look at when Hannah comes. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to say all that. Yeah, well, I did. <laughs> well, you know how them teenage boys are. You might be right. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Well, it's better looking at me and you. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I think and I think little Kendall likes it because Hannah lets her ride on the back. And, uh, and I know it. Yeah, little court. Yeah, my little court. Yeah. With little her little court. life jacket on. Well, guys, man, tell me. I, I mean... Y'all had a pretty phenomenal weekend last weekend, if I understand right. We took some folks, and they caught some fish. Yeah, we caught, though. Well, they caught. Yeah, we didn't catch any. We let them catch we them We don't catch them, but they they were over 600 pounds in one day and a couple of hundred at least. Lord, I don't know. That one day, though, the average fish was 40, 45 pounds, and the biggest one was 50, 51. 51 pounds. So 40 pounds of fish per fish 600 pounds a day that's crazy but let's not get ahead of ourselves i have to know where did this all start i mean you guys stick your arms into boxes to get bit obviously anybody who's listening knows that over the last i don't know decade noodling has become quite popular and now we have a father daughter combo here with us today where did this start? Where did it begin with you guys? Because you go on your social media stuff. You obviously have made a big splash in the world of noodling and the world of social media. And you've created some great content and a great following. But where did it all start with you guys? How in the world did you get into this? Well, we started, we've been like hunting and fishing and all that for our whole lives, especially daddy he's been doing it since he was old enough to walk and tow the gun and all but we didn't start noodling until about what seven eight years ago i cut a bunch of logs i got a sawmill and i cut a bunch of logs for the, the local game warden that had just moved from shelby county down to uh to here and uh to crenshaw where we're at he was so he had done it before, and, and of course, him being game more, and I didn't charge him to cut the lumber, so, you know, we become friends. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, you got to politic a little bit, you know what I'm That's saying? right. Like, uh, we became friends, and he asked me one day, he said, man, you want to go noodling? And I said, man, I don't even, you know, I thought they were talking about, you know, the, the pool noodling kind of stuff, you know, and, and he said, no, I mean, really noodling. I said, Yeah. Yeah, we went, and the first fish we ever saw somebody come out of the water with was, what, like a 70-pound blue cat? Oh, it was a monster. Good but gracious. the dude didn't hold on to it. Only had one hand on it, and he twisted and, and tore out. So all we saw really was the fish's head. No, we hadn't even got out of the water. I mean, out of the boat yet and into the water. Took all the hide off the top of the dude's hand and left here. 
he got beat up pretty good. And I'm thinking, man, give me a little mud cat or something. I don't need all that. <laughs> but by the end of the day, See, we you're, were, uh, your first fish experience is exactly why I will not be doing this anytime <laughs> in the near future. It won't happen, Brian. We're going to get you out there, It brother. will not happen. <laughs> Sorry, keep going, yeah, well, keep going, keep going. Yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I mean, we we did it. I guess oh, by the end of the day, we were we were hooked and have been wide open ever since. Oh, Hannah, Hannah made a video of one back in June of 2016. I made a video catching about a 30 pound flathead, and that's when everything really blew up because that video went viral. Got about 25 million views on Facebook. And I didn't share it around or anything. Just people saw it and shared it. After that, that's when people started to, you know, noodle and actually became, started becoming big. Because before that, the only way people had heard of it was that show, Hillbilly Handfish, and, and the few people that actually did. But people well, didn't really know what noodling was. Well, they would stick, they had the pipe with the hooks. That's the way they were doing it. But, you know, it was, it was like that. Well, and you know, it's funny. I, I was looking through, I was looking through Instagram actually yesterday, and just scrolling through, and I was seeing all these people holding these fish that they noodle. Two years ago, you didn't see that. Three, no, because it wasn't a thing until it, until you really, Anna and Jeff. I mean, you guys kind of have made the sport. It was there already. Some people knew about it and some people did it, but I think that that you guys created the, the craze, I guess you would say. Uh, yeah, we brought awareness to the sport and kind of made it a thing. That's right. Absolutely. And I wish y'all would slow down because now when I go to Logan Martin or wherever I go, Newland, it's, it's like somebody's been in a, everybody's trying to do it now. So everybody's fishing your holes out before you get there. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the worst part of all of this is now everybody's noodling and it's hard to find any fish Who anymore. Ever thought. So it's been a, it's been a problem and I've been a competitive fisherman for a decade and a half. And there's always the problem of someone fishing your hole, but who would have ever thought that you <laughs> Would have had that that statement would have ever been made. Somebody fished my hole noodling, man. Someone done been here today. That's right. But that's, oh, yeah. but that's it, it, amazing how big it has gotten. So tell me, do you, do you guys do you do you go all over the state, uh, or do you kind of have a go to body of water? Like, where is the show? We go everywhere. Everywhere, all over. Where's the go to? Tell me your secret spot. Not really, but for real. Tell me yeah, we can't do that, man. I promise you we so, can't do that. Oh, okay. I, I All right. So help, help, you know, it's fresh, Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report, trying to just help people give some tangible, you know, information. Is it better to pursue uh, catfish noodling, you know, in a river system like the Alabama River or, you know, the Tom Bigby or more of these reservoirs like Logan? Yeah, reservoir, definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely reservoir. The Alabama River, we hadn't had any luck on it for some reason. We're not catching enough. We're just the the boxes don't seem to work there, or, and there's not enough boat ramps to really fish it much. I mean, you can catch a few, but you're not going to do very much. Or, you know, boat ramps is is what most of the people are hitting now. So, you know, that's where the fish are going to be is under these boat ramps. Oh no, and then most of that's going to be on the you know on the Coosa River. You know, some of those reservoirs, you know, Mitchell and and Lay and stuff like that, but the way we're having to do it now, we're just building our own, you know, our own boxes. So the fish, you know, we don't have to fish behind anybody unless they find them. 
Yeah. And yeah, there are people that's gonna that's gonna fish your boxes if they find them. That's just mm-hmm. it's sad, but it's so. There's people that actually do that. To me, that's like oh, that's like me checking your trot line. You know, it's 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 just not right. You know, but people do it. You know, they don't think anything about it. Well, and, and I just, uh, under, under your guidance and of how to build the boxes, I built eight or 10 of them and put out over the last, you know, four or five days. And, you know, one of the questions I had for you is when I'm putting these boxes out, there's, there's, there's tons of different, these, these are big reservoirs. These are big bodies of water and I can stay close to the main channel and put them out, or I can go in the very back of these sloughs closer to the grass and, grass beds and maybe away from the main channel and away from the people and put them out when you're looking for an area to put a box out is it are you trying to get it closer to the deeper water or are you going to the back you i mean really we've done both and we've caught fish out of both and we've not caught fish out of both but the only thing with boxes is they're going to get in boat ramps better than they get in boxes yeah because something like a a boat ramp's going to be more natural to them, like a rock ledge or something like that. So they're going to be more accustomed to using something like that than they would a box. But uh, as far as the water depth, we really, we've got some places that we fished that you might walk, you know, a hundred yards, it might be waist deep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the box itself might be 150 yards off the bank. You just don't know. And then you might have a place where you've got a box that's so uh, you've got a hundred yard flat that's that's three or four feet deep you put a box and it drops off to 30 just right there at the box it starts dropping off mm-hmm. caught fishing both really don't know i guess when these fish get ready to bed they're just looking for a hole that's not you know already occupied that's what they're doing so they're they gotta you know I, i'm pretty sure they're probably on a time frame where we, you know we got to do this and 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 if there's a smaller fish in the hole i know that they'll those bigger fish will go in there and blow those smaller ones out and, and do their business. You know, they just push them out. But, uh, well, well, based off what you just said, and look, I, I, I will be the first to say I'm pretty ignorant. So this is really just something you do during the spawn for the catfish. This is, right. this is not something you do right. year round. Okay. And that's and, why we, t- we, we release most of the fish. I mean, almost every one of them, if we do keep something, it'll be a male more than likely or or something that's that we may have possibly injured you know accidentally while catching it or whatever you know which is very rare but it you know it does happen so kind of like bass pretty territorial when it comes to their bed so they're going to want to be isolated and by (laughs) themselves or do you guys would you guys put out several boxes in one area because it seems to be a a high trafficked area How, how does the setup there go most part, they're, we're putting them, we're probably putting them a half to a quarter apart. Uh, we've got some places that we put three or four in one spot, just, you know, experimenting with it. And mm-hmm. we're only catching one fish out of one of the boxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. That's just, that's just normally the way it is. It's just like, uh, it's like hunting big deer. You don't have a whole lot of big deer in one area. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, they're sort of spread out over that, you know, huge body of water. So. We sort of, you know, spread it out to increase our odds of catching a big one, you know, because I do think they are somewhat territorial, you know, especially maybe this time of the year. I know the males are, so. Well, now, how long will you leave a box out, and if it doesn't, ha- if it doesn't produce, how long will you give it to produce before you relocate it? I won't. Uh, we never have relocated. They're too of, aggravating to try to pull up out of the water. You know, when you put that nasty thing in the boat, man, I just soon build a new one, you know. 
but I'll keep checking that one. I mean, we'll keep checking it even though it hadn't produced. Have we ever had anyone go a year or two? And I can't remember, but I'm sure we have. You know, that, that produces eventually something will find it. You know, a fish will go in it and they'll blow it out and, uh, and then just stop. And, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know, uh, you know, change just change up and go somewhere else with it but you know what well, i never have figured that out either you know because when you come up to one of them you can tell that the male's been on the outside ramping around the outside of the box because it'll just it'll they have a cavern they'll almost they'll bury the box mm. want to hand i mean they'll bury it yeah so, that's crazy and some of them just leave and it's like you know she didn't like it so she left you know i don't know does the male will the male go in ahead of the female and kind of start preparing it and then the female come in? I caught a fish and I and, and it was obviously a male. I mean it just it was it was a smaller fish, it was thinner. I felt like it was a male anyway, and there wasn't a female in the hole. She had already come and laid or somebody had yeah, caught her, one of the two. Right, the right. males come in first and, like you said, prepare the place. Then the females come in, lay their eggs, all that. And the male stays after she leaves and protects the eggs. Mm-hmm. I got you. They just do come like, in first. Just males. like in bass. The, uh, the, the man does all the work. That's right. Well, Hannah. I reckon so. I, I hope the ladies ain't listening. <laughs> That's right. Uh-huh. I said saw that. I didn't say that. Uh, <laughs> I know, Brent. You get me in trouble with Brenda. Be oh. careful. Yeah, Stephen uh-huh. said that. Jeff and Brandon said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hannah, tell us about the. You caught your personal best this year, Blue Cat. And if you guys have not been on Hannah's YouTube mm-hmm. page, I would uh, urge you to to go look and and follow her on on YouTube as well. Because the, and the video Dad, is, and Daz, that's right. Jeff's got one now too. So go follow Hannah and Jeff both on on YouTube and and Instagram and Facebook. But that was a pretty phenomenal video. Tell us about that fish and and you were you weren't in Alabama on that fish, correct? I was. I'm just not gonna say where. Oh, that's right. On the what? What? How much did it weigh? Sixty one pounds. My goodness, alive! How much do you weigh? uh 117 holy cow so you're wrestling a fish that is basically half your body weight and probably and bites really hard yeah yeah they do bite hard so tell us about it tell us about the you know and tell us where but the approach what happened did you know it was about to go down help the listeners kind of visualize catching a 60 pound fish with your hands tell tell us the especially story. being a blue cat because last year we caught a 67 pound flathead but she didn't bite nothing like you know the 61 pound blue cat blue cats are just they're they bite harder they're meaner everything yeah they don't bite any harder they just bite yeah they're all harder. super strong when you're fighting them but the, the blue just they like a pit bull they just yeah bite and lock down like yeah that. my arm i had on a wetsuit because it was about 50 three degrees when we got there that morning and just cold it's the only fish we found that day we knew it was going to be a good size blue i didn't know how big blue cat's mouths are smaller too so they'll kind of fool you i went i got bit or i went down probably four times of getting bit before i actually could grab her because every time she bit me she'd swallow me up to my wrist and just shake like a bulldog 
and beat me up against the darn box and stuff. <laughs> and I thought she was about 40 pounds because it's hard to tell. You know, it's dark down there and you can't see nothing. Just trying to base it off the size of her mouth, which, like I said, she was biting me up at my wrist. So I just know she was clamping down on me a good bit. And, yeah, she finally bit down one time, and I had her on my thumb for long enough to try to get my left hand around to grab her gill plate and start bringing her out of the hole. I got my arm in her a little ways, and she whirled while I was bringing her out of the hole and was upside down. So I wrapped my legs and everything else around her until I could get my arm between her gill and her gill plate and hold on to her bottom jaw. And that was it. It was impressive. I mean, when you came up on that video, I mean, you had it bare hugged, your legs wrapped around it. I mean, it oh, was yeah. uh, the fight was on. It was an awesome video. And uh, I, I'm going to tell you guys, I, I think probably the biggest I've caught is, is 35 pounds. It's probably the biggest one I've caught. And, you know, I want to catch a 60, but it's a part of me that, that, I mean, I'm happy with 35, 60. Oh, yeah. People don't understand that haven't done this, the power of a 30-pound fish. And, people and, don't understand how easy it would be to get your arm broke doing it. Yeah. What people don't understand, this is what people don't understand. Tell me, Jeff, people talk to me. They, they, they think they're catching 30 and 40-pound, 50-pound fish. I've seen people say, man, I got a 50-pound fish. Man, you got a 20-pound fish. We uh, made that video on it, you remember? Yeah, yeah, because you, yeah, you made fun of me in it, so I remember. I did. I, I put your name in there. You Sorry. called me out on it because I, you, I did. I, I, I was looking at this fish, and I'm like, that fish has got to be 30 pounds. And you're like, no. It's because it takes a lot of fish. It's a lot of meat there, dude, to make 30, 40-pound fish. It's and it's deceiving. I mean, it was to us, too. We yeah, just I mean, looked we at so that got many. Yeah, we did it, too, when we first started. So, man, it's huge fish. You know, and you weigh it and think, well, yes. 25 30 pounds and, and uh, um, yeah. it's just hard to and, until you put a set of scales on it when you're now i can look at one and i can get within a pound or two every time blue yeah. or flathead i can i can come really close but you know before you scale it but we still put the scales on every one of them just to know you know just to know for sure because that one she caught last year up in illinois it was 70 something on one scale and God. 60-something on another. Yeah, it was 60. Just, it was 61 on one scale, I think, and 76 on the other. Yeah, so we just split the difference and, you know, went in the middle with it, uh, not really knowing exactly what, what the fish weighed. So it may have been 76 or whatever. Just, it don't matter. It was big. It was big. It was big. Well, and another and, thing people don't understand is how gum hard those blue cats bite. It is seriously like sticking your arm in a car door and slamming it. Yeah. And trying yeah, to drag it to. out. Well, and yeah, I've seen feet. your I, I've seen your your arm at the at the end of noodle season, and and uh, it's it's scarred up pretty bad. I mean, even when 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 you guys took us and and somehow taught my wife into doing this i think there, there could have there may or may have not have been a, a, a mid-culture or two involved in that but that's a whole nother podcast that's a whole different show that's a whole nother podcast that's a whole nother podcast 
even and it wasn't even a big fish and it still scarred her hand up a little bit and uh and of course i've i've had it but you're you're right people on that haven't done it don't understand the power of their their jaws and 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 what it'll do to your hand and and of course you you wear gloves oh, yeah. but even with gloves on it's still it's still a scratch it's, up. Go through the gloves i got a spot on my hand from that 61 i'll tell you what all them boys that taught us you know that taught us how to do it they don't want no blue cat. No. They've been bit up enough. They don't want no part of them because they've been they've been they've been bit up enough sticking their hands in them water heaters and stuff. They they don't even. One dude still thing. having surgeries on his hand trying to get it back right. Yeah, you, just, you right. get a hold of the right fish and that's it. Yeah, you get. Let me tell you something. I've had my feet stuck in their mouth and cannot get my foot out of his mouth. I mean, cannot. I have to go down and get the get the fish and pry his jaws open. And get him off my foot because I cannot pull my foot. I got my foot on top of his head and can't pull my foot out of his mouth. My feet look like hamburgers after that Illinois stuff, man. That's well, them. You feet and hole, and they just swallow both of them. Good yeah. gracious. Well, and that's one thing that, that that I'll say, and I'm and I'm so glad that that I started doing this with you guys because Jeff, you're you're so good at, at making sure everybody is safe when they're doing this and. Uh, there is some danger involved in it, and and you know, I mean, we've had times where uh, I remember one hold. It was way out over over my head. Was having to dive down to, and and we actually tied a rope around me, and so that you could pull me back. Because if you don't have your feet on the ground, and you get one of these fish out of the hole, he he may just swim off with you. Oh yeah, yeah, it's hard to swim with a forty fifty pound fish. You know, him fighting you the whole time. So you, we've got a, a place. You know, at our local lake that we, uh, we have to tie a rope to me, and I won't let Hannah do it. But oh, That 67 I caught last year was over my head, and we had a rope tied around my waist. It makes it a lot more difficult. But now, if you can push off the bottom, I mean, you can make it. You know what I mean? You can get up, get another breath of air before you go back down, you know, if you've got that fish. But, you know, you just never know. You know, it don't hurt to have that rope because if, if, if something did, you know, collapse or you don't ever know. I mean, yeah. You know, hook the hook the boat up to the rope, and y'all start gassing on it in about two minutes, because you know I'm I'm gonna be in a little need of some air in about a couple of minutes. So. Yeah. Well, guys, don't worry. I am still here, but I it was the power of technology. I've been over here just mesmerized. I'm actually watching uh, the video of the fish you guys are talking about. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. Again, noodling is something that I've always been infatuated with, but. Uh, I guess not man enough to actually do because <laughs> I guess thinking and I've done some pretty crazy stuff in my life. I got to figure out how to get past that first bite, right? The first time the fish yeah. snaps down on my hand or my arm. That's what I got to get through in my head. Like I just don't See, even that's have why to you do it. Though. That's why. Yeah, you that, do that, it. That's, yeah, that's why you do it. I mean, you're going to be chasing that feeling. You'll be chasing that feeling, that adrenaline rush the, 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 from now on. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, you can't get enough of that. That's and that's what, part of the that's, fun for, for me now. For, for you, Jeff, yeah. I know, is, is watching people do it for the first time. Because, you know, I remember we had old big Jason Fox, a big NFL football player, came down with us. And we're standing there at the edge of the hole. And we done found the fish. We know he's in the box. 
and you're sitting there coaching like all right jason now you're gonna get you a big breath he's like all right all right you go down stick your arm in the hole all right all right and then the fish is gonna bite you and he's like whoa whoa wait 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 what do you mean and you're trying to process in your mind what's that mean like, yeah yeah and you and you and you just have to experience it. i agree that's what i've tried to process in my mind what do you, what do you mean he's gonna bite me like because i'm a guy who's like i'm a planner right like i'm a i'm a i'm a measure twice cut once kind of guy you know when i'm fishing tournaments I'm, I'm it's all about preparation and risk versus reward and you know what's the odds if i go do this versus that and so here i am trying to calculate in my head what is the what is the actual return on that bite you know and that's just that formula that crazy formula in my head just had i hadn't got the answer yet addiction that's the answer addiction you just trying to do it though you got to come with us one time try it and then you'll see what we're talking about i remember one day i used to do some i used to do promotions on a a catfish trail, a catfish tournament trail. And I actually, I grew up uh, in the Shoals, which is on, you know, Pickwick. And I so happened to work my way back there. And, you know, I grew up fishing below the dam and catching some catfish. But I was I was doing promotion of catfish tournament. I'll never forget. These dudes, they were bringing in, you know, th- their weight for the day. You know, I, I'm a bass guy. I'm thinking, you know, 20-pound days. Like, yeah, awesome. These dudes are bringing in three four five hundred pounds worth of catfish and that's the first time i was really exposed to these huge 30 40 50 pound cats and these guys not noodling they were catching them with hooks but catching multiple fish a day that were 40 50 pounds just i mean they look like dinosaurs when they they would bring them up to the scales you know and weigh they would weigh them in these huge you know water tanks my mind's like me putting my hand in one of those fish's mouth and, and jerking them out a hole like, like Hannah just did in this video I just watched while you guys are chatting. It's pretty impressive. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, a, it's an amazing – and I, I can see it. I can see the addiction there of the, the, re, the wrestling of a, a, you know, a prehistoric animal, you know, basically is what it is. And so that's pretty amazing, guys. And so, so here we are. It sounds like based off what you guys are saying – we're in it, right? We're in it. we're in it. And how how long do we have? How long does this does this spawning season last? Where you have an opportunity to uh, catch these fish in these boxes? It mostly depends on the, the water temperature. You know, the weather, all that. Usually starts dying out July, around yeah. the first week or so of July. Just yeah, like I said, depending further, on further north, it'll still be going. So. Yeah, depending on temperature. Water temperature, cause that's what makes We've fish We've had bed. a strange spring. You know, it started out warm, and then it, it got cold again. And it, it sort of backed them up, so it's possible that it could go on a little bit longer because right now we're just now starting to catch flatheads. You know, blue's always bed, you know, when it's so in cooler temperatures. So yeah, now we're just getting into flathead season, so it's it's uh, and still catching a few blues, too. So uh, it might go on into... Uh, you know, the middle or the end of July here in, you know, in Alabama. Well, we don't know that. I don't know, but most of the time after after the flathead, then you'll start getting the smaller blues. You know, mm-hmm. the, you'll get the smaller fish. For some reason, they come in last, the smaller blue cat. Oh. Yeah. Well, well I, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge outdoorsman. I love to, to hunt and fish. And, uh, you know, as the listeners know, I actually own a feed company. And I basically spend year-round – 
and the outdoors. And, and that's really why I love fishing even the most of all, because like I love duck hunting, but the worst thing about duck hunting is it, it just, it's so short and same thing with turkey season. So that's why I think my heart's in fishing where I can do it anytime, any place year round. What do you guys do? I mean, you've got like two months of just awesomeness. What do you do after that? What do you, what do you do? Oh, noodling's not even our favorite thing to do. Uh-oh. Deer hunting. Deer, deer hunting is our favorite. Uh, oh. Chasing the old antler head. Deer and catfish is kind of equal. We'll go to the bay and start shooting stingrays after noodling season. Yeah, yeah. and no. then we'll hunt That's hogs. Fun. Yeah, we got we trap hogs and, and hunt hogs. So we got... We got plenty of stuff to do. Yeah, nice. we got, well, and we're going to uh, we're going to Canada this year too. This we're gonna try to get up there and and uh, hunt some elk and mule deer. You gonna kill a mule deer? Try to kill a mule deer. Try to. And Hannah, you so, killed uh you killed quite a elk last year. What did things go? Three seventy. Absolute monster. Yeah. I mean, you you had an yeah, incredible yeah. last year. All your year last year was a, a year of a lifetime. I mean, you you got to do a lot of cool yeah, stuff and and kill a lot of big animals. So I, I want to just switch gears really quick. I, I've already taken a lot of your guys' time, and I appreciate it. But I just want to switch to the social media side of this. And this is that that first video went viral, and then you've obviously grown since then a good bit, and. Guys, if, if if you're not aware, I, I think that now, Hannah, that you have more followers and a bigger following than I know any other female in the outdoor industry. Other and, than like Sarah Bomar and Yeah, but you're I mean, what are you up to on Instagram now? Six hundred and sixty seven thousand. That's a lot of people, guys. And um yeah, that's a pile of folks right there, there ain't no doubt. That's a pile yeah. of folks. And, and so you've, yeah. you've basically, I mean, you're, you're doing this now. Uh, this is, this is what you do. And, and so congratulations on that. And I know you're doing really well at it. Uh, how Thank do you, you with big social media presence and, 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 and I don't have a big, you know, I got 70,000 on, on, on the, on the, you do outdoors. And I posted a picture of of this great kid i mean this is one of the most polite young men i've ever been in a boat with and i posted a picture yesterday and you know one of the first comments i've got is you know that's not a sport that's cruel why can't you just play tennis or do something different and i'm like you have to deal with that on a scale that is massive Every day. And it, it used to bother me, and I used to actually respond to all these people, but I don't anymore. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I really don't have the time or the energy to try to respond to all the hate. And I don't read them. Yeah, you do, because you tell me about them. No, I don't <laughs> yeah. yeah, I might read mine, but I don't read yours. But I don't have but, what, 87,000 followers. But if I read hers, I would just – I can read a couple of them and, you know – People are cruel. People are cruel. Yeah, I just don't get it. I don't understand. I guess it was their raising or whatever. I don't know why they got to be that negative, but it's not like we're, you know, anything that we're doing, we're not taking advantage of wildlife. We're not, you know, we're conserving, if anything. The hogs that we kill, we got a lot of hate on that. People say, you know, how can you eat that many? Well, we don't eat that many, but we got people that do, you know? Oh yeah, you know we got a freezer. We keep our freezers full of hogs, and and uh, we keep our you know, family's freezers and our neighbors' freezers and our yeah. 
and everybody's freezer's full of meat. Yeah, Alabama's not supposed to have wild hogs. So I mean, I don't understand why you know it's it's a problem for us to catch a hundred or two hundred hogs a year. I don't see what uh, I think we're helping. You know, I know we're helping. So yeah, Absolutely. we're helping out the deer Absolutely. and the turkey and the squirrels and the rabbits and the stuff that's supposed to be here, not. Not the wild hogs and, you know, working on the farmer's peanuts down here in the south. I mean, in the corn crops. And it's just, it's a mess. But we got to deal with people that can't stand it, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, man, it has been awesome kind of hearing your narrative of of this uh, almost in a way. Some people may call it redneck. I I, I see. It's majestic to me. Right. The pursuit yeah. of, of, of catching these Both. massive fish. Yeah, that, that's a it's, word. It's you a, just used a word on Jeff Barron that he's never had used on him before. <laughs> majestic. Yeah, I don't hear majestic. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, uh, I don't even dream about majestic. I don't know what you're about. Uh, the it, redneck, it, though, I could relate to. Yeah. You know, I could relate to red, redneck majestic. Maybe that's the name uh, of a new show, guys. New show, redneck majestic. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, uh, that's stretching it there, but we'll, we'll yeah. try it. Yeah. But you guys spend a lot of time uh, producing content. So tell the listeners, you know, how can they, they find you guys, enjoy the con- the content that you create throughout the year, not only in noodling, but it sounds like, you know, year round with just the love of, of the pursuit of wild animals and, and experiencing uh, God's great creation. And, and, and so tell us, tell tell our listeners how, how they can follow you guys and how they can check out some of your footage and, and just kind of enjoy what you're doing yeah instagram is hannah baron 96 and jeff baron 70 youtube one of them is hannah baron and other is jeff baron any other channels are fake on youtube because there's already a few fake youtube channels and it makes me ill um facebook hannah baron outdoors and jeff baron the same and you can find us on you do outdoors at hannah baron 96 and Jeff Barron 70. That's it. And thank you for being on there, guys. And uh, you know you ain't getting no hate on there. Nobody's attacking you on, on that site for sure. And this segment is actually brought to you by You Do Outdoors. So, guys, if you have not been on You Do, if you haven't checked it out yet, you can go to the website, www.youdooutdoors.com, or even better, you can download it on Uh, The App Store, Google Play, it's a free app, and it's social media for us, for people that love the outdoors, for people that support what others are doing in the outdoors. You won't find any hate on there. So if you haven't been on there yet, download it and go check it out. Hannah and Jeff will be on there and, uh, and a lot of other great people as well. So we appreciate you guys being on. And, and man, as always, just as a pleasure anytime I'm around y'all. And we'll look forward to seeing you soon, guys. Y'all be safe. Y'all too. Oh, yeah. We appreciate it, y'all. Take care, Stephen. Nice meeting you, dude. We're mm-hmm. going to get you out there and get you bit too now before it's over. I got to, uh, I don't know. Um, still dreaming about what's going to happen. It's going to happen. Trust me, it's going to happen <laughs> sooner than later. I mean, I, I guess. I, I, guess I, I like a good roughed up thumb from catching 100 fish a day. So maybe a, it ain't going to take but one to rough it up this time. <laughs> maybe a roughed up hand from catching one big one. I, I can, I can, uh, I'll muster it up one day. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, y'all take care, guys. man. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank, Thank y'all. y'all. Appreciate it. See ya. All right, guys. Let's take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a second. If you're fortunate enough to own a lake or a pond, then I know you want to get the most out of it as possible. 
We all want to manage and grow big deer on our place, so why not grow the biggest, most healthy fish possible as well? Give Norman a call at Southeastern Pond Management at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com, and these guys know what they're doing when it comes to managing ponds and lakes. So uh, if that's what you need, reach out to them. And brought to you by... At BucksIslands.com, you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass, pontoon, bow rider style boats, new and used motors, as well as kayaks for sale. They love trade-ins, which provide a steady stream of used boats. They can rig your boat at their 18-bay service department or ship your new motor anywhere in the United States. They provide boat service on all kinds of boats, even if they weren't purchased from Bucks Island. They have factory trained and certified technicians, so visit them at 4500 Highway 77, Southside, Alabama 35907, or give them a call at 256-442-2588. Let's go down to Ufala for a Ufala West Point report with Clayton Bass. Clayton, my friend, how are you, sir? Doing pretty good, enjoying this beautiful weather finally. Uh, if I get out there and I start hearing them birds go off, then it's going to be remind me that I might have to get my butt in the woods that afternoon after my trip. I know you're a turkey hunter. That's why I threw that out there. So I, <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, you take them guys fishing and then I'll send you a picture of what I kill Saturday morning just to make you feel better. <laughs> I'll send you a picture of what we catch and make you feel a little better. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, it sounds like things are, are happening in New Faller right now for sure. I mean, on a normal day right now, you're taking somebody out guiding. I mean, how many fish, what kind of numbers are you catching? I mean, I know you obviously you catch good fish, but what kind of numbers? Yeah, we're average, you know, 20 or 25 fish. It kind of depends. Like if you get, if I take a guy out there and he finds, you know, we pull up, there's a giant on the bed and he wants to spend two hours trying to catch a seven or eight pounder, then, you know, obviously that's going to hurt the numbers game, but he's going after a big one that's sitting right there, you know, on the bed. Right. But catching numbers offshore right now uh you catch you can catch them shallow pretty good just fishing everybody everybody i've had want to learn how to sight fish so my numbers have been lower when i went shallow just sure for the yeah. sheer fact of me you know trying to teach people because i mean it's an art and i know plenty of people that are a thousand times better than i am at it but it's definitely an art when it comes to that sight fishing as well as it is offshore uh, you know, my bread and butter is offshore. When they get out there, that's normally when I that's when tend to do a little better. Yeah, that's right. What are you fishing with uh, offshore right now? I mean, any any particular lure that you hone in uh, on? I'm catching on a uh, three-quarter ounce football jig, uh, Jinko CD25, uh, big plug, um, a drop shot. It's kind of the same stuff you'd catch them on in the summer, really. Mm -hmm. uh, throwing a little bit brighter colors this time of year. Those tend to bite those and a little bit better than in the summer when you have to go to more natural stuff. All the schools offshore like that in that deeper water are, are there as many, does it seem to be as many fish in the schools this time of year as I, I know in the summertime when those fish really move out there and school up. I mean, that's like you said, that's your bread and butter and you kill them that time of year. Are they still big schools off right now or is it kind of just more schools and maybe less than them or? No, it's big. Like it's, pretty big schools but there's not as many schools like i mean i got a ton of places that they get this like get offshore and maybe 
a quarter to a fifth of them have fish on them right now. Where in the summertime, every one of them will. You can just rotate through from spot to spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fun, man. I'd love to come do some of that sight fishing. That'd be a great way. To, that'd be a fun way to fish. And like you said, just it's kind of mixes the hunting and the fishing all together in one. Uh, so that'd be right and, up my alley. And when you're looking, you never know what you're going to roll up on. You can roll up on some three-pounders. You could roll up on a couple of those seven or eight. Man, that's, that's fun stuff. If you were going to give a tip of the day for Pickwick or Gunnelsville, you can choose whichever one you want. Uh, what would your tip be for the Tennessee River Smith Lake? Well, I know it's time for the bridges. I mean, you could get on a bridge and probably catch you a bunch of fish right now on Gunnersville. And Pickwick, I ain't too sure because it's flooded right now. <laughs> and yeah. uh, the leaks got postponed today. They were supposed to be day one there today. And the water come up and flooded the campground. So oh, I man. knew that. And, and the wind was, too, was really high blowing against that current and it stacks those waves up. So. I know it got postponed, and I've heard rumors it might be canceled, like rescheduled for later. Pickwick, I mean, with that water coming up, it'd be hard not to get in some of those pockets and start dragging because them fish are ready to spawn over there. They're, I think they're farther along than our fish, seems like. Good stuff, man. Good stuff, man. Well, before I let you get out of here, you know i got to get a tip of the week from you. Tip of the week. Be versatile. Just enjoy fishing. Don't get stressed out when you're out on the water. I used to get stressed out in tournaments and get spun out and get frustrated and you know i'd leave, i'd be done with a day of tournament fishing and i might have not caught that much or just didn't make good decisions and it's because mentally i wasn't strong so make sure you're mentally strong and uh then just go out and try to enjoy the day and have fun and don't you know don't allow yourself to fail mentally because you know not catching fish is part of the deal but if you keep working hard and keep rolling through different patterns and get a feel for what's going on you'll run into fish so and that's definitely gratifying so stay positive for sure absolutely before we let you go, man, we got to have a tip of the day for the Coosa Tallapoosa River. So, what would your tip of the day be, Jake? Really, just uh, I've been uh, playing around with you know my topwater baits, and instead of using your standard split ring to your treble hooks, I've been actually tying braid from my bait to my treble hook so that the fish can like kind of swing with the bait a lot more and have some. It won't get leverage on the bait and won't throw the those big topwaters because the ones we've been throwing have been like kind of saltwater ones mm-hmm. um bigger topwaters and they're kind of heavy so a lot of times they'll throw the bait just because of how heavy they are so with that braid it allows it to twist a little bit more so this fish can't really get leverage on that bait and spit the bait man that's a great tip thank you for that jake that's uh that's yes, an interesting sir. one man that's a good one so thank you for that guys the tip of the day today is brought to you by sun south from outdoors equipment parts service accessories sun south has you covered on the best for less, visit SunSouth or SunSouth.com for quality John Deere equipment. SunSouth, for those that do. And brought to you by Photonist Defense, PD Pro Ultralight Ultra Compact Night Vision Systems. Simply the best in-class night vision system ever built. Contact us at PhotonistDefense.com to learn more. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. Let's go down to Lake Martin, Alabama, and talk with David Hare about some big stripes down there. David, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Well, let's talk. Let's uh, talk some fishing, man. What's what? What's the fishing like right now in the heat of the summer in Alabama down on Lake Martin? Have I talked to y'all since we got the uh, had the couple on the boat with their 30th anniversary, and one called the 25, and his wife called a 41. 
Did I no. Oh, yeah. I got just a, I mean, just an awesome, awesome text. One of those you don't forget from them, appreciation. Uh, I didn't know all this until afterwards, but she had had six surgeries and 19 chemo treatments, and it was the first time she had been out since she was told that she was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, anyway, it was their 30th wedding anniversary, and, and we went out, and it started out slow that morning. Had a, you know, a couple of fish in the boat, and uh, and uh, she was getting a little tired. And I said, "Well, let's stop one more place." And uh, we stopped and sitting there talking. And he caught a 25 pounder, and he's fished with me several times. And uh, oh, he was just giving her a hard time, you know. Hey, I've got the biggest one. I've got the biggest one. And then a few minutes later, she got one on. And about 15 minutes later, we got it in the boat, and it weighed 41 pounds. She Good like gracious. Yeah, she was tickled to death, and I was tickled for her. And I know that's not the biggest fish we've ever caught by no means, but for the summertime, that, that's a big fish for in the summer. You don't usually catch the biggest ones in the summer. So they were tickled. That was caught on live bait real deep down on the south end of the lake. And everything has just been nonstop, you know, boating fish until actually, I guess it was, I think it was this past Saturday, I believe it was. I mean, the bite has just stopped on us. So, you know, I, I know y'all like to hear good reports, but I, I tell all my clients and everybody I know, I, I don't sugarcoat anything. I mean, it, it's gotten tough the last three or four days. Dang, man. Well, and, and you know, that's the question that I have for you today is, is you're talking about the hard bottom. When you go into that pocket and you're looking for hard bottoms, and how do you know if it's a hard bottom or not? What's your, what are you looking for? I put my rod in the water. Probably not the smartest thing, but that's the only way I can really tell when you get up there shallow is if you'll stick your rod. I mean, don't do it real hard because if you hit a hard bottom, you're going to think, oh, that messed the rod up. But if you just ease it down. If you're, when your rod tip hits, if it feels crunchy, guess what? It's a hard bottom start fishing. If your rod goes down there and it just starts sinking in mud, I just use the pull the troll motor up and leave. That's awesome. That's so good. That's good stuff, man. Alex, thank you, buddy. We really appreciate you. And if somebody wants to come fish with you, before we go, is you, you talked a lot about the live scope, the Garmin live scope on here, uh, and how you use that. I've never been in the boat and seen that in action. But with the live scope, I mean, you're looking to the side, uh, if, if I'm correct, right? And, I mean, you're actually – are you looking at – like live it's out in front of you though it's out in front of yeah. you yeah i mean whichever well, way you, you whichever way you turn the trolling motor it's it's, it's with the direction that you look so look, yeah. if i were at the if there was like a long point i'd pull up on on the end of it and look straight at the at the point or look to the side each side and find out i mean if there's fish suspended i'll see them and i can look out at smith lake i, I set it where i can see out a hundred feet and I can I'm literally, if there's a group of fish 70 feet away from me and they're 10 feet deep or 15 feet deep, I can take my top water, throw it 80 feet, watch it hit the top, and then start walking it and watch the fish come up and eat it on the live scope screen. Good gracious. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is a 
especially once you really hone in and understand what you're looking at. It's it's pretty cool. That's really. I mean, really, it's to the point where, like, if I didn't have it, I would just. I don't know that I could fish anymore, especially in Smith. (laughs) I I mean, because it it saves you so much time. Like, like, I have a milk run of points that I fish and, and stuff, and the fish are not all. I mean, you know, you may catch them for three weeks on this place and then they're gone. Well, when I pull up and look. I don't have to sit there for 10 minutes and cast to see if I get a bite. I can, I can scan around and, and look. And if I don't see any fish, I can go to the next point. And then at the same time, if there's been a place where generally is a good place and there hadn't been any fish, I can pull up and drop the trail motor look. And, and if they're there, then, then I know it immediately. And, and like, you know, in a tournament situation, the more time you've got throwing your bait, you know, at a fish, near a fish, whatever, the the better chances you have. And I mean, so in tournaments, it really helps me. I try, it's mess. If I'm fishing in tournament, or really, if I'm, you know, I'm not going to waste time if I'm not fishing tournament, but especially in tournaments, I won't make a cast unless I'm throwing it on top of a fish. And now they don't always come up and bite it. There's been, it's also frustrating to watch them follow it. They just track it. Like, they never rise at all, but they track it all the way back to the boat. And so That's it can cool be frustrating. <laughs> and the other thing that it, that it really, I've learned a lot about fish behavior just from watching when you, you may pull up on a point and there'll be 10 or 15 fish sitting there you throw over. They all try to bite your bait. One of them, you hook one, you, you reel him in. The other 10 or 12 follow him and wind up directly under your boat. And they stay there. And then you, you keep, you know, in the old days, you keep throwing. You're like, well, I guess he was the only one there. No, the rest of them just follow him out to, the, to your boat. And, you know, you have to give them time to go back over there and reset. But you generally, you have to leave and come back for them to, for them to everybody. Wow, that's cool stuff, man. Well, we greatly appreciate you jumping on. We've, we've enjoyed it. And, uh, man, I hope you'll be a, a consistent caller on our, on our show. Um, love, love hearing from Smith Lake. It's such a different fishery. And, and a special place and so uh really appreciate you getting on and look forward to talking to you again soon well i appreciate you having me thank you anytime well tell us before you go now if somebody wants to come book a trip with you what's the best way for them to get in touch with you northalabamabass.com is my website um and on my website I, it it uh, shows all the lakes that i got at which is mainly the tennessee river lakes and smith lake and Yes, for the fall go Smith Lake on the top water at Smith, and then smallmouth at Pickwick are my favorite two uh, things to do in the fall. And that's generally where I'll be all fall is either on Smith or Pickwick. So, but it's NorthAlabamaBass dot com. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, you guys go out and you know look up Brett and and and, and go get a trip with him. I, Brett doesn't really know me, but I know him, and I know how great of a fisherman he is. Uh, just for my time on the Alabama Bass Trail and following him. Uh, he, he's very knowledgeable. So you guys go spend some time on the water with him and, and you won't regret it. So thanks again for your time, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, buddy. Take care. Anyway, well, let's go down to Mobile Delta with Captain Wayne Miller. Wayne, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, guys. How are y'all? And we hanging in there, just battling the heat and the rains, just like everybody else. I know that you guys in Mobile get your fair share. <laughs> Is there a particular bait that you're really just wearing them out on right now? Uh, you know, I've been uh, really my uh, – our water's been uh, fairly stained. And, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of people concentrate on, you know, color from the standpoint of 
uh, you're trying to match a hatch from the, you know, both size and color and all that. I don't really pay that much attention to that. I really don't. What I want is something that contrasts with that water color. And like I say, the majority of the time, our water down here stays fairly stained, especially when you're talking about the main rivers. So I'm looking primarily for darker hues. I love black grape, uh, June bug, uh, solid black. You know, like I said, black grape, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's colors like that plum. And at times it really makes a difference. You know, I mean, you can change those up. You know, I, I love to, to primarily stay with those type darker colors. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying you can't go out there with a watermelon worm, and, you know, and, and catch fish because you can. But my experience and what I see on a lot of my trips is, you know, if I stick with those darker colors, uh, the people I have in the boat that are throwing them versus, you know, a more natural, you know, like uh, some of the watermelon or, or colors like that, those darker colors are more productive here. And from the standpoint of size, you know, I don't know if we've talked about this in the past, but, uh, you know, this fishery down here, a lot of our fish, they eat smaller size bait. I mean, they eat a lot of little crabs. I mean, this delta from I-65 south, from really the middle delta all the way down to the causeway, I mean, all these creeks and main rivers are just absolutely loaded with these little crabs. And also with crawfish, you know, I don't throw a lot of big creature baits. Uh, this time of year, I I love to stick with a three and a half to four and a half inch bait. Baits like the Zoom Ultravive Speed Crawl, uh, that's a fantastic bait to, to flip and pitch with here. Uh, I just don't go with really big bait. Um, and But I throw a lizards quite a bit, you know, just a six-inch lizard, and they work really well here on the Delta also. Man, that's great. And I always love hearing the diversity of, of the Delta. And so, man, tell us, as always, tell us uh, how can people get in touch with you, come spend some time on the Delta with you and figure out the, the tidal water mystery. <laughs> yeah. Well, they can reach me at 251-455-7404. Well, Captain Wayne, thank you, man. We appreciate you getting on. Always look forward to hearing from you and what's going on uh, down in the Delta. So keep getting after it, buddy, and uh, stay away from that lightning down there. Okay, guys. Y'all have a great one. All right, man. Take care. See ya. Glad you on, buddy. Man, I am here. Let me tell y'all something. Everybody talks about these bass fishermen. I'm not going to mention this guy's name on air because he might not want it. We were we had a boat come in, sit down about 60 yards from us, and he had a spinning rod in his hand, and obviously he knew what he was doing. He had a live scope. We could tell they were fishing a tournament. This guy caught 14 fish in front of these kids. And finally, I just said, hey, guy, what are you doing? We got to know. You know, what 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 is the deal? Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, you were fishing the same way you are. He said, you just got to have confidence. Well. Make a long story short, we let him come on by us, and we come up the ledge, and before it was over with, he told us, he said, look, there's good fish on there. Y'all just got to keep your confidence, boys, and he give them about a 30-second speech, and when that boat left, it wasn't 10 minutes that kid caught that 7-3, mm-hmm. 
And, you know, he could have come in there and stayed all day, and, and he didn't. And, you know, I hear these horrible stories and see it of these bass fishermen, you know, blocking boats and whatnot. But let me tell you something. That meant so much to me. I made Nathan call him. We found him on Facebook. Mm. I made him call him, tell him thank you for not blocking them, not, you know, getting in their way. And, you know, this this guy was fishing for $5,000. I mean, it would have been real easy to come right by these kids, catch those fish and keep rolling. But you know what? There's some really good guys out there that really treat these kids right, and, and kudos awesome. to them. Well, that's another awesome report, and it was brought to you by Fish Bites. Ready to go when you are, regardless of when you're ready to go fishing. This bait stays on the hook, and the fish stay on the bait. Check them out, fishbites.com. And brought to you by... BM Pole Company is the leading manufacturer of crappie poles in the world today. Their product line has evolved to include top quality gear for anglers who fish for more than panfish, including their Sam Super Salt Series designed for shallow water fishing for trout and redfish. These rods will deliver everything you need to catch these inshore fish at a great price. The genuine Portuguese cork handle feels great in your hand, and the exposed blank touch system will add unbelievable sensitivity. Stainless guys are durable and flow smoothly check out their whole lineup at bnmpoles.com all right folks that is going to wrap up this week's show if you're enjoying the podcast please take a minute to subscribe rate and drop us a review wherever you listen to the podcast and remember if you'd like us to send it to you each and every week just text the word fishing to 314-665- one seven six seven and we will email you the show send it to you each and every week uh until next week guys stay safe on the water we'll talk to you soon this week's alabama freshwater fishing report was brought to you by sun south if your to-do list requires work on the land come see us at sun south we listen to your needs so you get the right equipment and the right implements at a price you can afford for john deere equipment sales parts and service come see us at sun south equipment for those that do and brought to you by photonis defense pd pro ultralight ultra compact night vision systems simply the best in class night vision system ever built contact us at photonisdefense.com to learn more photonis defense masters of darkness and brought to you by great days outdoors magazine become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at greatdaysoutdoors.com and brought to you by bucks island is a family owned and operated business since 1948 at bucksislands.com you can check out the full list of inventory from new and used bass pontoon bow rider style boats new and used motors as well as kayaks for sale give them a call at 256-442-2588 and brought to you by brian sand with national land realty you already trust me with your fishing report so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well just give me a call at 601-383-2344